Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest it's Friday. Wrapping up the week. Yeah, here it is, November the 18th. Yes, that's what I have written down. Year of our Lord 2022. <laughs> Did almost record over a conversation. I, I was going to say, we got to watch ourselves now. Got to be careful about that. <laughs> November 18th, that's what it says on the equipment. But uh, we hope that you're having a blessed day this Friday. And if you're in the Tampa area, we do want to take just a moment to invite you to come out and worship with us this weekend, this Sunday, this Lord's Day. At the Livingston Avenue Congregation, you will find directions, service times, everything you need to know at our website, www.christiansmeethere.org, christiansmeethere.org, and we sure hope it works out that you can come out and let us know that you're listening to Text Talk, because we'd love to meet you. Psalm 64, I'm going to read from the Contemporary English Version. We haven't read from this. I went through my Bible bookshelf and found some translations that I just don't read from very often. I thought, well, let's try some of these. So here we go. You ready for that? Yes. You've got that weird look on your face. I'm just... I'm, Contemporary I'm... means language that we use now. <laughs> English is the language that you and I speak, and yes. version means that's the kind of Bible it is. Well, no, that's good, but I, I did read from a new century version, and I was just getting thrown off by the C's. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm running, th- I'm th- running through the abbreviations. Okay. Please D- continue. I just one. I can't wait to hear how contemporary, how fresh it is. Well, maybe it'll be authentic and real. Psalm 64. It's the only way we roll. A psalm by David for the music leader. Listen to my concerns, God, and protect me from my terrible enemies. Keep me safe from secret plots of corrupt and evil gangs. Their words cut like swords and their cruel remarks sting like sharp arrows. They fearlessly ambush and shoot innocent people. They are determined to do evil, and they tell themselves, let's set traps. No one can see us. They make evil plans and say, we'll commit a perfect crime. No one knows our thoughts, but God will shoot his arrows and quickly wound them. They will be destroyed by their own words, and everyone who sees them will tremble with fear. They will be afraid and say, look at what God has done and keep it all in mind. May the Lord bless his people with peace and happiness and let them celebrate. I have to tell you, as I'm reading this contemporary English version, uh, we'll commit a perfect crime. No one knows our thoughts. I thought, you've been hit by. You've been struck by a smooth criminal. I was going to say, though, don't close it. I really liked verse 6. That was the perfect crime, right? Yeah, yeah. they make evil plans and say, we'll commit a perfect crime. No one knows our thoughts. There's no such thing as a perfect crime, is there? Uh, Apparently not. Apparently not. If it's a crime, that would make it not perfect. (laughs) And the Lord will find you out. It's a perfect crime and we'll get away with it. We think we're going to get away with it. We think we've got this figured out. We're going against the enemy. We're plotting. We we, we know that it's... no, we're going to we, overcome. Yeah. We're going to win. We're yeah. going to win. There's there's no way that we can be beat here. And and David says, ah, God will. But God. God. But God. God's going to take care of this. I know on Fridays what we like to do is we like to talk about Jesus 
Uh, you know, every Friday is a good Friday on Text Talk because yeah, we're talking about the, in the Lord yeah. and uh, so many ties to Christ, uh, Messianic prophecies. Many of the Psalms have those and echoes oh, to things that unfold in the life of the Lord. Yeah, so there, so there are Psalms that are just straight up Messianic. Yeah. Just look, we get it. This is this the is apostles almost, are quoting them in yeah, their sermons. Absolutely. Yeah. And then I think that there's there's most you know all the Psalms have something that that we can find Jesus in. Absolutely. And then every once in a while, there's a Psalm like Psalm 64. That makes me wonder, have we gone out on a limb to say that we can find Jesus in every, <laughs> every song? <laughs> you know, I, I guess uh, as a Christian, I'll say no, but but it's, it's a little harder some weeks than others. And, and, and reading this one and all the, I mean, I think really good study and it's been helpful to me, but to, to see, uh, you know, this broad, bold pictures of Jesus or Messianic connections, a little more difficult for me this week, just straight up. I mean, now, I guess the easy place to find is that there were certainly those who made plots against Jesus, that this is the kind of prayer that Jesus could offer as he was facing the plots that were coming against him and God would protect him. Yeah, and even in the way that that it worked, um, you know, verse 5, verse 6, you know, pulling off the, the perfect crime. Uh, they encourage the. I'm reading from the New King James now, but they encourage themselves in an evil matter. They talk of laying snares secretly. They say, who will see them? They devise iniquities. We have perfected a shrewd scheme. Uh, both the inward thought and the heart of man are deep. And in those two verses, I guess that's where I saw some of the account of Jesus in the Gospels. Uh, when I think about how the Pharisees acted, in order to set the trap uh, for the betrayal of Jesus. As as events unfold in the Gospels, we learn that the Pharisees had determined that they were going to put him to death, but they had to wait for the opportune time because they feared the multitudes. They uh, hatched this plan with Judas for the betrayal. They pay him money. They pay him the, the 30 pieces of silver for a betrayal to happen in the garden. And so in that scheming, you know, under the cover of night and when the multitudes are away, now we're going to spring the trap. Um, as the kangaroo court unfolds, okay, and so Jesus is arrested and they have false uh, witnesses come against him. And of course, I can't remember if it's Mark or Matthew, but one of the details has said they can't even get their witnesses straight, right? Mm-hmm. They can't agree on their charges, which shows how false it is. But at the same time, here's more of the conspiracy. Here's more of the shrewd plan. We're going to actually have a trial, so it's all nice and legal. I'm doing my air quotes now. It's all Mm -hmm. nice and legal, right? And so the scheme unfolds further. And then when they deliver him to Pilate, uh, now they're able to work the crowds and get the crowds to turn against Jesus and the crowds to shout, crucify him, crucify him. And so it's it's more of the plan. And the, there's that one detail that it was from that day that Pilate and King Herod became friends, became friends mm-hmm. which is even more conspiracy and even more stuff getting hatched, you know, kind of in, in the uh, un, uh, under the cover and in the hidden ways and so, you know, there, there's this perfect plan, uh, this perfect crime that we're going to pull off to murder this innocent man, mm. all right, and it all comes together. And we'll even cry out, his blood be on us and our kids, because we don't think that's going to be a problem. Yeah, that's a good point, too. Yeah. Because this is the perfect crime. Yeah. Yeah, and so there's we'll so get the away glory with it. in it. We'll get away with it. 
And then, you know, not to get ahead of ourselves, but just like in the psalm, the true archer is God who's mm-hmm. going to fire back. Um, this plan is undone in the resurrection. This plan is actually a part of God's greater scheme foreordained to pay for the sins of all mankind. Mm-hmm. And bring about even the salvation of perhaps some of those same wicked ones shouting, crucify him, crucify him. The Lord prays, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And on the day of Pentecost, when the gospel is preached, you have some of that same multitude who's cut to the heart. What cut them to the heart? It was the knowledge and the conviction that they had crucified their Messiah, that there was a blood guilt on their hands, and yet there was forgiveness offered in the gospel. If they would repent, if they would be baptized in the name of the Lord for the remission of their sins. If they will take refuge in the Lord. Exactly. They can exult in him. And come be a part of the Lord and a part of his body, because on that day, 3,000 were added to their number. Mm 3,000 were added to the church. So I, you know, I, I, I guess I see the some kind of echoes keying in on the conspiracy, the, the, the conspiracies, the plots, the... the plans, and that a lot of that was affected by the arrows of words, bearing false witness, right? Yeah. The the charges and even chanting, crucify him, crucify him, buddy. Those are some arrow words right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the things, okay, so for me, I see all of that. I I think we can make a connection there. One of the things for me I see in this is that the psalm itself keys in, though, on the judgment that God will bring. Okay. And what I remember about Jesus is that at the moment when he could call for 12 legions of angels— In the Garden of Gethsemane. When he could call down God's judgment and bring fire against the people, when he could— You know, when Mm -hmm. they say to him, come down from the cross and we'll believe you, I mean, he could have. He could have done right. it. He could have come down from the cross with an angelic army and just wiped out every single one of those people. Mm-hmm. He could have done that, mm-hmm. but he didn't. Mm-hmm. He he walked through with God's plan. He hid behind God. And I think his statement on the cross, into your hand I commit my spirit, really plays into this. I, I guess it's possible that that statement is just saying, hey, I'm about to die and you're going to have my spirit. Mm-hmm. But but I think that's a, I really do think that's a bigger statement. It's yeah. a bigger statement where Jesus is saying, I'm going to, this is what you wanted. I'm going to let it happen. I'm going to trust you with my spirit. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to hang here on the cross. I'm not going to take up arms against these people. I'm not going to come down from this cross. I am trusting you with my spirit. I'm trusting you with my full being. I'm hiding behind you as mm-hmm. the archer, like we yeah. said yesterday. And one of the things I find out as I walk through this and get past the crucifixion, I get past the resurrection. In fact, I get past the establishment of the kingdom. And I do actually get, though it's it's only prophesied in the Bible, yeah. I do get to the vindication of Jesus Christ and his kingdom, which he actually mentions as he's as he's walking down as the people are mourning he says look if they do this in the green tree what will they do in the dry you know it's yeah. it's going to get bad it's going right. to get bad for right. them and he highlights and we find actually in the last few chapters of Matthew proceeding uh, up to this crucifixion Jesus is telling stories that are all about the fact that, guys, you're going to get judged. You're going to get judged. Yes, he is. And and it's tied to him. So in Matthew chapter 21, there's the parable of the wicked tenants and the master sends servants. And then he decides, I'm going to send my son. They'll respect yeah. my son. Yeah. I mean, who's the son? Yeah. Well, that's Jesus. That's Jesus. And what do they do to the son? 
they kill killed him. the son. And th- even the people listening to this parable know what happens when you kill the master's son. Mm-hmm. Well, he's going to send, he's going to destroy those wicked That's going to be armies. Exactly. They knew that. You get into Matthew 22, and we've got the parable of the wedding feast, where all of these people are invited to the wedding feast, but instead of responding, they actually beat and kill the servants who've gone out to invite them. Yeah. And what happens? The king sends an army, and he destroys them. I remember when we studied that in Matthew, we had yeah. one commentator like, well, that's a bit harsh. And I said, well, wait a minute. Did you notice that they killed his servants? Yeah. You know, they didn't just say, no, we're not going to come. They killed the people who invited him. And what happens? They get judged. Absolutely. And we move into Matthew chapter 23. And this yeah. paves the way. The woes, the woes on the scribes and the Pharisees. When we get to the end, they're talking. The, he's saying to the scribes and Pharisees, "You guys are all acting like you're different from your fathers, who killed right. the prophets, and you, you know you guys are memorializing them, but you're actually showing that you're just like them. Because I'm going to send you prophets, and I'm going to send you servants, and you're going to you're going to kill them. In fact, you're going to crucify some of them. I I can't help but note note that when he says crucify, well, I know who got crucified. Exactly. I mean, I I get Peter gets crucified, and I'm sure. That, you know, and I know that a lot of the Christians were were tortured in that way, but in Matthew, who gets crucified? Right. No, it's, it's about Jesus. Jesus yeah. And then we move into Matthew twenty four, which talks about the destruction of Jerusalem. Right. Yeah. And so, so for me, and and maybe this is a stretch. Maybe it is. I, I mean, you and I both, as we've talked here, uh, recognize. Boy, it was harder for us to to see it. Maybe maybe I am stretching because I've gone out on this limb and said I find Jesus in all the Psalms. But I think I do see that along with this plotting against him, as all that plotting is going on, Jesus could have taken up arms. He could have called the legions of angels, but he didn't. Mm-hmm. He left it up to God. And at the right time, God did take aim and he did bring judgment. Yeah. And and I think one of the reasons why it's not in AD 30, but in AD 70 is because he was making a distinction. He was. He knows the right time because he's going to give time for those who will take refuge in him, mm-hmm. who will repent. Rather and versus those who will hang on and double down against Jesus, and that's what happened over that next forty yeah, years. Is. Yeah, and God, God took the vengeance and He took the judgment, yeah. and it was God who did it. Yeah, and it happened then. So I think I find that there. Well, we hope you're reading Psalm sixty four today, and you might just want to send us an email and talk about the connection you see with Jesus. Maybe you see these or find some others. That is text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Let's have a prayer. Our great God and Father, we thank you again. Continue our thanksgiving, Lord, for this psalm and your revelation in this word uh, through this scripture of David and this song of David, his his meditation. And uh, Lord, it's it has stretched us to think this week about our own uh, words, about our plans and our surmisings, to understand, Father, that there are enemies active and certainly in spiritual realms, but Lord, you are the great archer and you are the refuge and the protector. And so we pray, Father, that we might not only humble ourselves to come be near you and behind you, but Lord, to praise you and to exalt you in all righteousness uh, throughout that time. We, Father, desire to be those who are happy of heart and we know, Father, that you bring us joy and will produce that in our lives. We pray, Father, that you would bless us and keep us to that end. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. 
You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.